0: So I want to share with you quickly how this kingdom culture works. The foundational principle is kingdom hunger. So I shared with you that the kingdom of heaven is coming and will keep on coming until the reign and the rule of the king of heaven is established on the earth. The kingdom is coming. We must just awaken our spirit senses to the fullness of God. So what is culture? Let's look at culture. Culture defined. Every culture, I'm just going to highlight four things, but every culture has a specific paradigm, a a, a paradigm that is like foundational. Now, the culture of our world, it is based on self, Self self-centeredness. The kingdoms of this world, they built on, on man. That's the paradigm. The paradigm is there is no king. There's only us. And it has massive implications for how we will live. Then every culture has certain values, the things we deem important. Like if our paradigm is, um, well, there is no king, then our values will be self. It's about me. And then we have certain principles and practices to access our so-called culture, the blessings of our culture. Now, with the kingdom of heaven, there's a very specific paradigm. As I said, it's an upside-down kingdom. It's a superior kingdom, eternal kingdom, that will keep on coming until it falls the whole earth. That is the paradigm. There is a king. Let's say it. There is a king. He's reigning and ruling from heaven. And that influences our value system. I'm going to look at that in a moment. And then there are principles. You know, Jesus said... Guys, I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I've given you keys. These are the principles we need to apply, the practices we need to apply if we want to access the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. And I said it's the other way around. It's the upside down kingdom. Now, what is culture? Classic definition, a whole bunch of definitions, but a classic definition is a scientific definition for culture. It is this. The medium wherein growth happens. Scientists use they have a medium, they, they, they have a culture within which something grows. So culture is a medium within which things grow. Now let's, let me take you back again to the start. God created this earth. He created it beautiful and He put down the laws, the regulations, the, the laws, the principles, Upon which this world is built. Mankind rebelled, we turned away from God, and we became, mankind became corrupted. Along with that, our world became corrupted and evil flooded in. Do I need to prove that? It's a messed up world. Evil flooded in, and we were duped, we were tricked. Evil tricked us with a false culture, a man-centric culture. We said there is no God, there is no king except man. And then the specific culture or a corrupted culture was developed upon in, in which we all grow up. So for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, how long it takes us before we come to the kingdom of God, we have been growing up in a very specific mindset, an earthly mindset, a corrupted cultural mindset that's built on me, myself, and I, and it's the opposite of the kingdom of heaven. So we grow up in that, and then what happens? You give your life to Jesus. Like, yes, I, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. But so many of us, and in our, in our country, we have a Religious mindset that goes with it, so very little changes. Our mindset isn't renewed, our thinking isn't changed. We are as carnal, as fleshly, and as selfish as the next unbeliever for many in our country because of the religious mindset. So there's this corrupted culture that we grow up in, and now suddenly, when you come face to face with the kingdom of heaven where, where everything's the other way around. It's like, okay, sure, everything needs to change. Jesus said you will be, in Romans 12, it says you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you come to the kingdom, we need a kingdom mindset if we want to establish a kingdom culture. What are we talking about? We're saying, God, if we build it, the kingdom culture, God will come. If we create an environment according to heaven's culture the reign and rule of Christ will come. That's what we want to do. So we, we evaluating what is culture and how have you and I been influenced wrongly. Most of what we have been taught is wrong. Just go read the scriptures. It's like, oh, it's the opposite of so much that we have learned. So we've grown up in that culture. Now we have the mindset change so we can have a new culture in which we can truly grow. If we establish a kingdom culture, you're going to grow like never before. An environment on the inside that is in line with the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so let's look at this. Priority. Priority. What is priority? Priority is defined as the principal thing. Correct priority simplifies your life. When your priorities are incorrect, you will find yourself busy with the wrong things, majoring on the minors, doing the unnecessary, or becoming preoccupied with the unimportant. Let me say it again. Priorities determine how we invest our time and our energy. If our priorities are wrong, you're going to invest your time and your energy in the wrong things. In other words, you're going to waste your life if your priorities are wrong. So you want to get your priorities right. And what is, what, what, what is God saying to us? What are the right priorities? Well, what, what, are our, what are our human priorities? You know the Maslow's hierarchy of needs? So psychologists, um drew up sort of a pyramid of mankind's needs. It starts off with, you know, you need water, breathing, food, shelter, protection, and so forth. So those are our basic needs. Is it normal? Is it normal? In this realm? Yes. In Jesus' realm? No. Look at this. Matthew six twenty-five. Jesus comes. Again, he's coming to reveal his kingdom, which is the polar opposite of this realm and the culture of this realm. Jesus said, do not worry about your life. What do you mean, Jesus? (laughs) That's what we do. We worry about our lives or what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body. No. Do you see it? It's the opposite. It's like we would worry about our bodies, protection, food, clothing, and Jesus comes and he says, Do not worry about your life. Huh? Jesus, you're messing with my head now. What's happening here? You see, Jesus came to reveal to us how his kingdom works. Look at this Matthew 6, verse 33. Jesus reveals the kingdom of heaven and the priority that we should have in our lives. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, seek first okay, but okay, God, but I wanna I'm 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 worried about money, I'm worried about clothes, I'm house and car, and I'm I'm worried about my life and my protection. So, God, what should I do? Do you say, Well, do not worry? Forget about that for a moment. Seek first the kingdom. In other words, if you want to get your priorities straight, right, if you do not want to waste your life on the wrong things, because it says in the Scriptures as well, because all the Gentiles, they seek after these things. Everybody is running after their energy, their time, their lives are being expended, are being poured out, are being wasted upon pursuing the things of this world. That's what everybody's doing. That's the culture of this world. Jesus but my kingdom, just seek my kingdom. My kingdom first. Say first. This is huge. First means priority. First means above everything else. Now you don't need to do this. It's just if you want to live and dwell in the kingdom of God, if you want to create a kingdom culture on the inside of you and around you, if you want the kingdom of heaven to reign on the earth, if you want the the, the two realms to overlap, if you want the kingdom of heaven to reign on the earth, these realms to overlap, seek first the kingdom. And it's the opposite of what everybody else is doing, (laughs) even the religious crowd. Kingdom. Seek first kingdom. The kingdom and everything you need in life will be taken care of. Priority. Let's say it. Say priority. And this kingdom paradigm that undergirds this is the following. Everything that you and I are longing for. Everything. Everything. Say everything. Everything you and I are longing for is found in the king of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven. Everything. Everything we're longing for, but we don't know. We've, we've been so messed up. We've been taught so wrong. We've been so influenced over the growing up in a culture that gets it the wrong way around. Do you know what the, the guys were called in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul and other Christians? When they came to another city, the, the enemy said to them, the guys who turned the world upside down have come here also. You see, when the kingdom of heaven comes, you turn the world right side up. (laughs) Amen. Turn the world right side up. It's the polar opposite. Kingdom mindset. At the heart, this this paradigm you and I need to embrace if we want to get, if we want to prioritize correctly. Everything we're longing for is found in the king of heaven, Jesus Christ, and in the kingdom of heaven, the superior kingdom, the eternal kingdom. That is coming and will keep on coming until the whole earth is filled with his glory. Say amen. This is good news. This is good news. So the the foundation of the kingdom of darkness is self. The focus on self the foundation of the kingdom of darkness and this earthly culture is self. It is built on self and then we get duped. We get tricked because we're living according to these corrupted principles and corrupted paradigm and corrupted culture. The result is that mankind is opening the floodgates of hell on earth. A culture built on self instead of a culture built on the king of heaven. And so... This principle that you and I need to apply, if we want to see the kingdom of heaven come on earth, then we need to apply this principle, kingdom of hunger. God is drawn to the thirsty, and the thirsty, they are drawn to God. I've read so many books about the stories of men and women of God who have impacted this world. Do you know there's one line that I can pull through all of them? One thing that I see with all of them. They were hungry for God. They were hungry for the kingdom of heaven. They were not satisfied with the earthly. They were not happy with what is. They had a dream in their hearts. The the kingdom of heaven was drawing them forward, saying, there's more. Don't settle for what you see. There's a kingdom, a glorious, wonderful kingdom of heaven. That is way beyond anything this world can offer us. You see, you and I, when we become Christians, when we become believers in Christ, we become citizens of a different kingdom, citizens of heaven. We are sojourners. We're just coming through. We're just here for a season. Home is heaven. Kingdom hunger. You know, I've, I've, I've seen this with myself. You know, it's just like, I'm God, I want more. God, there's more. I I feel it. I sense it. I see it with my spirit eyes. I want your kingdom to reign on the earth. I want lives to be transformed. You know, guys like T.L. Osborne, not not necessarily well known. He's already passed away, but lived in the middle 1900s and and, and later. He was a a missionary in India, and nothing was working. He was was hopeless. He's given up. He didn't know what to do anymore, but he told his wife, but he was, he was hungry. He believed that there is more than just this that he's seeing. And so he told his wife the one night, honey, if I can just see Jesus, everything will change. Well, the story goes next morning, Jesus walks into his bedroom and he has a Jesus encounter that rocks his world. He he, he says, everything changed there. You know, later on, this little missionary from India, you know, T.L. Osborne, he had massive crusades, outreaches, where 50,000 people plus would commit their lives to Christ, where 200 blind people would suddenly see. Incredible miracles of people getting out of wheelchairs. And he says, everything changed when he saw Christ. Christ. But you see, he had to be hungry. He had to be thirsty. If you and I want to access the kingdom of heaven, it's not the cold clinical application of a few principles. I shall now read my Bible. No, it's like if God doesn't come, I die. I need him. I need his fullness. I need his glory. I need God in our midst. My family needs, my community needs Him. My city needs the kingdom of heaven to come on the earth. Amen. There needs to be this internal hunger. We say, okay, I'm going to, for, for a moment, forgive about all my priorities and I'm going to put the kingdom of heaven first. Seek, seek, be hungry, be thirsty. Like a man in the desert who hasn't had water for two days is like, if I don't drink, I'm going to die. I need water. I need God. That's, that's what must be on the inside of us. And we see this with men and women of God over the ages that have changed the world. They had a longing for the kingdom of heaven, for that kingdom to reign on the earth so that they can turn it upside down. It needs to start there. It needs to start there. Look at this, Matthew 13, verses 45 to 46. Again, Jesus sharing a parable to explain to us what his kingdom is like. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he found one, the one, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ, there is only one. He found the one. This merchant, the merchant is you and me. He's been looking, he's been seeking, he's been hungry, he's been thirsty for the poor. And then he says, and he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it. He sold all that he had and he bought it. In other words, he, he realized, compared to everything I have, the kingdom of heaven is worth so much more. And it's true. Every time I lay down something for the kingdom of heaven, I am blessed beyond anything I ever gave up, whether it be my time or my energy or whatever it might be. The kingdom of heaven, everything we're longing for is found in the king of heaven and the kingdom of heaven. So how hungry are you? How thirsty are you for that realm? I mean, look at this, Luke 16, 16. It says, the law and the prophets were until John. And since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. Again, the kingdom of God has been preached. And everyone is pressing into it. Everyone. That scripture reveals, when you and I discover the glory, the beauty of the kingdom of heaven, we're going to press in. We're going to pursue I mean, you've probably seen in the news, the Syrian refugees, you know, the war-torn Syria. Thousands upon thousands of people are fleeing Syria. For where? For Europe. They've heard, in Europe, there's hope. In Europe, there are jobs. In Europe, there's peace for my family and safety. We can't handle it anymore. This war-torn country, it's destroying our people and my family. A uh, uh, faithful father would say, my, 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 and, and, and husband would say, my, my wife, my children, let's go to Europe. I've heard, I've heard a good story. I've heard good news. And what do they do? They get onto boats. Many people die. They perish in the process of getting to Europe, another kingdom, a place where they, they have hope. And the future, but they've heard, it's the same for us. If you and I realize what is found in the kingdom of heaven and in the king of this kingdom, everything around us will become like just a war-torn, messed up, cannot satisfy me on any level compared to what the kingdom of heaven offers me. Amen. Amen. We see this same kingdom culture in the Apostle Paul's life. Ending off with this. Look at this. Philippians 1 verse 21. The Apostle Paul near the end of his life. The Apostle Paul, a man who was stoned to death. And the theologians believe in that time when he was was killed, he had a God encounter. His spirit went to heaven the disciples prayed for him again. You can read in the book of Acts. Disciples prayed for him, and he just got up after being stoned. Not little rocks. Rocks. They killed him. But he had this incredible encounter with heaven. He said he heard words inexpressible. He experienced things that he couldn't describe. But he tasted heaven. He tasted the kingdom of heaven. Look at this, Philippians 1.21. The Apostle Paul speaking, he says, for to me, to live is Christ. Isn't that amazing? How's that for prioritizing? To live is Christ. That's it. There's not like a number two, three, four, five. It's Jesus. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Again, upside down kingdom. (laughs) Who can get excited about dying? Well, if you're in the kingdom of heaven, Something to look forward for, too. Paul was excited. You see, you can't threaten a believer with heaven. We're not afraid of dying. The Apostle Paul says, but if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. So yes, while I am here, the kingdom of heaven will come. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be blessed for you. So uh, for, for me to live is Christ. Absolutely. But then look at this, yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. is that amazing? They say, I'm torn into. Should I just drive off the cliff? <laughs> Should I just drive off the cliff? Now, obviously, Paul wasn't speaking of suicide. But he was torn in two on the inside. He was like, what I have tasted, and I know you have not tasted it. So you, you have no frame of reference for what I'm talking about. But what I have tasted, this world doesn't compare. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not the latest, greatest car. Not the latest, greatest house. Not all the riches in the world. Not anything this world can offer can compare what we find in the King of Heaven and the Kingdom of Heaven. There's this fascinating scripture in James chapter 4. Again, it speaks of the upside-down kingdom. It says, for those who desire to be friends with this world make themselves enemies of God. Interesting. What does it mean? That means that when you and I embrace and love this world more than we love that realm the result is is that this corrupted culture corrupted selfish me and myself and i culture corrupts us on the inside darkness comes to rest upon our souls and the end result is we become enemies of god we fight against god isn't that scary but that's what happens if you have a religious mindset not a kingdom mindset a religious mind says, so I'm going to try and, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to really enjoy this world. And, uh, okay, Jesus is over there. Okay, oh, I'm not going to make it. Okay, I want Jesus too. You can't. It's like, it's all in for him. If you want to access the fullness. If you want to be religious, that's fine. But if you want to access the kingdom of heaven, there's something different. I shared with a youth on Friday night, about being plugged into Jesus. I have this illustration of a plug and plugging into a lead. You need to plug into Jesus, yes, if you want the power of God. But I showed them. But every one of us are already plugged into something. So you're already plugged in. Now, you can't just add another plug. (laughs) You need to unplug to plug into Christ. You need to Reject the culture, the corrupted culture of this world. And I'm not talking about leaving the braai, huh? Eh? That is definitely kingdom culture. The braai is kingdom culture. So we're not talking about stuff like that. That is, that is, that is sacred. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, the, 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 the mindset that rejects there's a king. And the kingdom of heaven is coming. And this kingdom will reign over the whole earth and every one of us will stand before this king one day. And at the heart and that which undergirds it is the following. We need to desire him. We need to have a hunger for God and for his kingdom. So this is my question. Are you hungry? Okay, we've got one starving man over here. Awesome. Are you thirsty for the kingdom of heaven? Because nothing compares. Nothing compares to what we have in Jesus. Amen. I want to pray for us. Father, we bring our hearts before you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you love us so much. You want us to prioritize correctly. You want us to, to, to make the kingdom of God number one priority so we can invest our lives, not waste our lives. So, Father... Lead us, teach us, help us to renew our mindsets so that the upside down kingdom can reign on the earth in Jesus' name. So I want Reinar to come and share a story of what God has done in his life over the last four or five months. He had an encounter with Jesus three, four months ago, and uh yeah, he's a rugby player. Played for Border Rugby. He's a coach as well.
1: Good morning. Not sure if this is the Holy Spirit turning around you, or if I swallowed a couple of couple of butterflies, but it's a yeah, a deadly combination. Um, yeah, um, I grew up in Johannesburg, um, from Krugersdorp or Kriegersdorp. Uh, west, west of Joburg, we called it the, the Vusrand. Um, yeah, just to give you a quick quick history. Um, my parents got divorced when I was 12 years old. And yeah, I lost a lot of trust and in, in faith in God and in my parents. Because As my parents went to church, I had a false perception of who God is and what He represented. So as a middle child would do, I said, ah. I can do this by myself. I can find my own strength, which I did. So I I created a false identity for myself, Um, Yeah, just standing my own way. At the age of 17, um, I gave my heart to the Lord um, at the Christian Center, Little Falls, Pastor Harold Weitz, which was was a great change for me. But I, I still had this false identity. Like I was halfway in there, halfway the other side. So I wasn't really um, God-cultured. I was me-cultured. So I had an encounter uh, in the beginning of May, I think. Um, you know, we went one, out one evening, had a couple of beers. And from there on, I couldn't really remember the, the night. Um, I've heard we went from bar to bar driving. I was driving. I can't even rem- remember that. But all I remember is I was taken out of my body and I was standing in front of the gates of hell. And I'm so thankful for God that I entered <laughs> that that gates. And I just felt God taking me away from it. Like, like I said, I can't remember the, the whole evening. Nothing of the evening. The next morning I just woke up in the in the bathroom just feeling very sick. My boys were were there? And I said, "Daddy, what's wrong? What's wrong?" I couldn't even speak. My wife was there. Yeah, and it was you know, a very surreal, surreal dream. on the Monday when I sobered up, I found Hinklenschmidt. Uh, some of you might know him. I think I need to meet up with you. I need to change my life. I need to put everything. in. And yeah, I just changed 360 60 degrees. and I was becoming more I was focusing on the kingdom of God, and things just changed dramatically for me. I'm, I'm working at Sterling High School for the last seven years., um, Yeah, I'm coaching rugby there, a teacher, I uh, live in the hostel, and I just started sharing um, God's word. And some of my rugby players start giving their, their lives to God, their hearts to God um we've been playing winning rugby beating some top schools as a non rugby school 10 of my boys represented border they went to three of them went to Crown week the academy week and yeah it's just massive change and we just give all glory to god in the hostel yeah we every wednesday i've got a prep session so we're supposed to study but we do praise and worship the last 45 minutes so yeah they just love it they just yeah, you know, they just give me the songs to sing and they yeah, you know, it's just been an incredible change, an incredible journey to seeking God's God's kingdom. So I'm yeah, you know, very thankful for that. I just want to share a word with you guys, Colossians three, verse one to two. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So focusing our lives on anything but the things above is a setup for failure. We will continually be disappointed, feel a loss of hope, and will look to the next season or person to fulfill us. I just want to say a quick, quick little prayer. I'm done. God, I want to find my entire identity in you. Please help me release the desire to replace you with anything of this world. Amen.
0: That is awesome you see there are so many believers who has a who have a religious mindset and then doing the one foot in the world and the one foot with religion but it's not kingdom so where are you today have you surrendered completely yourself to king jesus Are you allowing the kingdom culture of heaven to influence, to impact your heart and life? Or are you still trying to do the two things?